scream? <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark McGrath. You might know me as the lead singer of a little band called Sugar Ray. We had the most iconic guitar sound of the 90s, groovy, funky music that you could shake your behind to, have a good time, and crack open a couple of cold ones. We invented a SoCal sound that was revolutionary. And hey, this day, I still got that same pep in my step. You know how? Well, it's not magic, it's not technology, it's nature. The good folks at Purdue Pharma wanted me to come and talk to all you lovely people about what I have been doing to stay so vigorous. It's in my back pocket right now. Literally, let me pull it out. The Sigma Pill. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sigma Pill is an all-natural, over-the-counter, once-a-day treatment that will get you feeling, looking, and grooving at your very best. Throughout space and throughout time, the Sigma male has stood above the rigid hierarchies of man as a groundbreaking cavalier. The Sigma pill helps you break free of the rigid hierarchies of man, chart your own course, and determine your own destiny. Did I, Mark McGrath, think I would be playing the Ventura County Fair at my age? Of course not, but here I am up on stage with Smash Mouth every summer. I get free deep fried Oreos, and if I'm lucky, a Scarface print that I can hang in my room. Haha, <laughs> sick. Now remember, when it's over, when it's over, that's the time I love her the best. But I'm telling you, the Sigma pill, it's a whole other thing, man. It's a game changer, bro. <laughs> man, there's one thing I know about being from California, kicking back, taking it easy, it's that Sometimes you need a little edge. Can't always be party time. The Sigma pill will get you working and thinking like you've never done before. You'll be an absolute animal. Shred your quarterly reports. Get ready to buy a convertible and be your own boss. The Sigma pill. Numbers at the bottom of the screen. Don't hesitate. Call today. And remember, someday, when the sun begins to shine, I'll <coughs> look around and wonder why you were always there for me. Fuck. Can I get my money now? You're listening to the 805 in Revolt podcast. Sigma Grindset for life. Warning. This can't be classified as manipulation. I've read Miles Satan. I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. Let's do push-ups together, man. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. <laughs> Even the paparazzi seem right. Oh, what it do, baby? Forget it. You're a has-been. Everything eviscerated. Throw it away. This is my turn. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 805 in Revolt podcast. Hello to our Sigma males and Sigma female fan base. We appreciate your support. Keep the vibes coming. I'm here with my co-hosts, Sam Bean. Roger, president accounted for. And Cameron Atkinson. Say hello. What up, what up? Hello. So this episode, we're just kind of shooting from the hip, firing, you know, firing from the hip. 
just kind of vibing on our own. We don't. It's kind of free wheeling, free vibes. So it's a mindset. It's a, yeah. It's a mindset. It's we're, a vibe. We didn't prepare. We're, we're we're busy building our passive income and you know just vibing out. We did though su- submit for some questions on our Instagram. So we're gonna hop into those shortly. But first, I would like to ask you guys, how are you guys doing today? We're doing good, dude. Uh, bolts bolt up. The bolts got the dub yes, yesterday. Yes, indeed. Our our Bolton, chargers. The bolts Bolton is bumping right now. Yeah, Bolton Street, you can call it, because yeah. the whole street is bolted <laughs> up, and we are on Team Chargers. We got the message when we saw the King of Ojai wearing his XXL with Damian yes. Tomlinson jersey, walking through Libby Park with a forty in his hand, shout and we out said, "Robo, shout out Robo," and we said. King. It's on. The King of Ohio has sent the message, and this time we got to bolt up one time for the one time. So go Chargers, baby. Yeah, this is a pro Chargers podcast. 100%. 100%. Long time Chargers fan to my yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Chargers fan, but this is a pro Chargers podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely identify that in, same way. In, thi- in this house, we stand for the anthem, kneel for the cross, and bolt the fuck up. Go Chargers. <laughs> Hashtag LAC. Hashtag rest in peace, Boltman. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Yes. Well, I know we were going to jump into some questions, but why don't we go into the backstory of Boltman real quick since, we, oh, since we're on the subject of Boltman. If you don't know who Boltman is, Boltman is the San, when they were the San Diego Chargers before they moved back to Los Angeles, which is where the franchise started. It is a, a super fan down in San Diego made this costume in the shape of, he basically made himself into an anthropomorphic lightning bolt superhero named Boltman, who had this like demonic grin on his face. And he would go Legendary. to games, go to games, totally unlicensed, didn't just did it on his own volition. And the team basically was like, like making money off of him. So he like sued the team and they sued him. And like one time in Qualcomm Stadium, like the police arrested him. Yeah. It was a very rough relationship between. Sad time for the Charger fans. Yeah. Boltman and the team he loved had a very abusive, codependent relationship. And um, it ended when they moved to L.A. He hung up his anthropomorphic lightning Boltman suit, and I think he sold it for tens of thousands of dollars online. So When you said hung, him. I thought you were going to say he hung himself. He couldn't in, hack it. <laughs> in full Boltman regalia. Boltman yeah. couldn't hack it. Yeah. <laughs> Boltman didn't have what it took. Um, but no, so the legend of Boltman is no more. It's now just that, a legend, a, a myth. But Google him, man. He's an yeah, I mean, awesome mascot. He's a great mascot. Or not a mascot, though. He's just a super fan. He just has these... In, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he is. Super fan. San Diego super fan. His love for the San Diego Chargers just, like, turned him into this monster. He gave him powers. He gave him superpowers. Yeah. It's like Fireman Ed from the New York Jets. Oh, my God. But he... <laughs> Bowman's way sicker than Fireman Ed. Of course. Ed. Fireman Ed's just a drunk guy who was probably never a fireman. And yeah. wears a fireman's hat and goes, yeah! He just... Yeah, exactly. Has Bowman like, has, like... The backstory. Bowman has a vibe, is a feeling. If he you only know? got 10 Gs for his costume, I feel like it was a expensive to make something that high quality. Well, he, went, he, he, went through, he went through numerous oh, iteration yeah. oh, of the yes. Boltman. There's different faces. There's, Absolutely. There was one where the entire body was a lightning bolt, but then it became just the, just head, like the head was piece. lightning, yeah. and then he was a yellow man. The sunglasses he would wear, too, were yeah. insane. Well, San Diego, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like the shoulder pads and all that. Yeah, Boltman's juiced up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a true hero. There right. was, you know, there were some games where it's like, get in there, relieve Philip Rivers, dude. <laughs> This is a pro- block, kids out there block better than the offensive line that yeah. we have. Philip Rivers out there throwing picks. Get Boltman on the field. Philip Rivers is also just kind of awesome too. Of course, he dude. is a of course a legend. We support him 
God bless you, King. Be fruitful and multiply. All right. Um, oh, he is multiplying. Yeah. Go Bolts. Go Bolts. All right. So now that we got Boltman, Boltman's backstory out of the way, let's get to what some. We know. Yeah, <laughs> just to get put you guys on to Boltman if you weren't already aware. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're gonna critical hop, stuff. Yeah, really important stuff. Um, we're gonna. Hop Most in. of these people listening are fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. So. If they have to wake up and Google Boltman while they're sitting at their fucking dead-end job, maybe they should wake the fuck up. There's nanoids in your water. Yeah. So, do it. Google Boltman. Oh, I'm not really into sports. I don't really like sports. I like to go to the brewery. Oh, I have an Australian Queensland healer cattle dog. My name's Tanner. Oh, I have, can I be your friend? Get the fuck out of my face and Google Boltman Building 7, bitch. Bolt up. Yeah, bolt up. Guess what? Guess what? Do your own research. Yeah, do your own Boltman research. D-Y-O-R. Hashtag at send it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sugar Ray in the building. You know what I mean? Shut the door, babe. Don't say a word. All right. Don't say nothing. <laughs> Let's get to some listener questions. Yeah. Thank for, you for writing in. Yeah, thanks to everyone who wrote in. We really appreciate it. Good stuff. So we're going to hop right into it. First question is from Grant Whitman, friend of the show. Will the Lakers win it all this year? Ooh, brother. Cameron, why don't you come in here? Uh, this seems like it's in your wheelhouse. More sports talk early yeah. on the show. We're getting the so sports talk right out of If you're not a sports fan, skip. Fix Five your minutes. mindset. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Cameron, what do you think? Lakers winning it all this year or no? That's hard to say. As a fan, I would have to say yes every season because, of course, I'm trying to see the Lakers win. But they have a solid squad, deep. Yeah, I, deep mindset. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna, I'm no expert in sports. If you want to hear like sports takes, go to a different pod. But I will say, I think the Lakers have a good chance. They signed Russell Westbrook. Yeah. AD's coming back. LeBron, he's back. So maybe that'll happen. But the one thing they I do want to talk about, bro, it's yeah, just like an entertaining game to watch. At this yeah, point. it'll be fun. No matter, no matter if they win or lose, it's like. If you have tickets to a Lakers season, like game this season, like you're stoked. Yeah, but speaking of the new Laker additions, Russell Westbrook made some uh, waves on the internet where he posted a photo of himself wearing a skirt and uh, uh, like a, was it? It was like a fit with. Was like, it a legitimate skirt or was it a kilt or like was it, 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 it was he, longer than a kilt? It was, was he like appropriating ankle? Scottish culture? No, no. Okay, because that was, would be big canceled vibes. Yeah, it yeah. was like ankle length white hey, skirt. My culture's not a costume. But I don't know. It was. I mean, I have no problem with guys wearing skirts or whatever. I don't think that's an issue. You can kind of wear whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I just don't think the outfit was very good. I didn't think it was like like Young Thug on the cover of the Jeffrey album. Yeah, that he pulled like that it's, off. It's almost like it's been done before, so it's not like you're starting anything or doing anything. And Russell Westbrook is about that vibe of being like. Yeah, I he's mean, a very fashionable guy. He always shows yeah. up wearing something crazy, something yeah. that people maybe haven't seen before. Yeah, he's been known to pull off some so, wild fits. This is something that's been done, and I Do think you remember he thought he could pull off. When LeBron gave that post game conference, and he was wearing what looked like a suit, and he stood up and he was wearing little short shorts with a suit jacket and a tie, <laughs> and then he grabbed a purse and walked away all angry. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is two thumbs down for me. The Lakers are not going to win anything except for the loser of the year award. Wow. Yeah. Hot Which, take. Yeah. 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 Sponsored by Arby's. <laughs> Losers of the year, dude. Let's go, Cowboys. 
Let's go Cowboys. Cowboys. Oxnard. Jerry Jones. Let's win this, baby. All right, next question. All right, next question. Enough sports talk. Yes, the Lakers will win the NBA championship this year. Yeah, if you believe in fairy tales, then you can also say that, yeah, Osama bin Laden was responsible for 9-11. So, yeah, let's all just go ride the rainbow road to Candyland and fuck ourselves. Fake news. Next question, please. Next Grant. question is from Mountain State Mike. Mountain State Mike. Shouts out. Big shouts. Yeah. Top five must play songs at a wedding. Need some ideas here. Cameron, you have the most experience at weddings. What are the top five songs you would want to hear at a wedding? I would say Usher, 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 and Usher. Yeah. Wow. Hard to beat. Go with five Usher, Usher songs in a row. To start off the playlist, and then just set the vibe. Yeah, set the let let people send a message. Yeah, you know that's like a horse's head. Let people know you mean fucking business. <laughs> and then you play Nookie. <laughs> yeah, I get it up for the Nookie. Wow. Or what's that other? What's that other uh, Limp Bizkit song? Break it's all stuff. It's about the heat. Break yeah. stuff. No, four, five straight Usher songs, and then and break then, stuff. And then do the entire <laughs> biscuit geography, yeah. discography. No, I think at a wedding you want to alternate between Frank Sinatra and Megadeth, and keep people on their toes. Yeah, keep people. It's like they're they're dodging bullets. <laughs> you know, at the hub recently, we put a twenty in the jukebox, and we played. We did an alternating playlist of Little Wayne, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> so like prom queen, Dope. and then fly me to the moon. Mrs. Officer. Yeah, Mrs. Officer. That's such a banger. I would, then, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely okay. recommend that song. So like, song. not everybody at a wedding is married That's or true. getting married. So single ladies by uh, Beyonce. Cringe. You gotta do that. That's for, just you gotta setting do that yourself for up for girls. an awkward conversation oh, yeah. and like, yeah, no. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. True. Men's rights, no. <laughs> I'm gonna eh, that no. one. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Can't go wrong. Solid. Are you just looking at a list of <laughs> yes, top am, songs? Pre- pre-made. <laughs> yeah. No, here's what you want to hear. You want to do fucking um, any way you want it. That's the way you need it. By Journey. Uh, Lying Eyes by the. What is this? Is this a white person wedding? There's any one wedding. There's one thing white people love to do at weddings is dance to September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. This one, this <laughs> any white person over 40 will this, get up and dance. This song this will be played at Ben's wedding. Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going on at his wedding, which I will be DJing. Yes. In a in a mask. Oh, I'll have yeah. my own death. Pharrell at that point. Williams, I'm happy, dude. Bro, if that's no. If anyone plays happy, you gotta at walk my... out to that, dude. Oh, <laughs> it's so cringe. That is, <laughs> that's um, too on the nose. That that's a, way too on the about nose. About as cringe as it gets. Yeah. It was cringe that night. About <laughs> as cringe as it gets in the city. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Not based. Yeah. If you, if happy is played at your wedding, you might want to like. Do your own research, dude. Yeah, you might want to. That's you've been taking too many blue pills. If yeah, you, know that you are blue pilled. Yeah, D Y O R, my friends. All right, next All right, question. I feel like that's plenty of good good uh, suggestions for Mountain Steak Mike. Yeah, oh, what yeah. what does he need our help for? He's a yeah. genius. He's getting married, bro. I know, but I'm saying he's got like high I IQ. Dude. I know. He's Why is he getting advice from us? From a bunch of losers, <laughs> Michael. Why you, you, get, you know what to play? Michael. Yeah, yeah, Michael. Listen to your heart, not the song. But the actual idea of listening to your heart. Yeah. It will guide you. You know? Sometimes you go to Caro. Sometimes whatever. What's next? All right. Next question. It's from friend of the show, Jeffrey Reeser. He asks, which phase of the French Revolution was the best? 
Who is your favorite Fre- French Revolution figure? Ben, I'm going to throw this to you. <laughs> Put me in the hot seat. Uh, I've never actually read a book. Oh, so. when they won. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I like the part when it when they the good guys won. I don't know. I <laughs> my when only got rights uh, and stuff. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, my, yo, that was dope. Uh, my only understanding of this comes from like listening to a different podcast about the French Revolution. Other but podcasts do not exist. No. They are a lie by the Clinton Foundation. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Robespierre was definitely based at the beginning. Kind of went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, a little that's too that's, crazy. that's the the age old tale of. Of of a guy who like got too big for his breeches, dude. Yeah, you know, I'm just he's like, kind of we'll sick just at the beginning. Behead to... everyone. Yeah, but, but he was like the lit guy at yeah. the jump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, the Jacobites. Yeah, those were his boys or Jacobins. Yeah, Jacobins. Jacobins. Who are the Jacobites? Jacobites sounded really legit. <laughs> that sounded legit. Okay, they were the Jacobins, and they were against like the the revolutionary elements that they didn't think were revolutionary enough. Who still wanted to like have a king and like do king stuff, which I get. Yeah. But they're like, no, no king, dude. And then he taught, got got in the big boy seat and he started killing everyone, right? Yeah, that's basically what happened. He Cut. like tried to like create a new religion and like it was this whole crazy thing. Homeboy was God. doing doing the most. He was doing the most. I don't know. Uh, the Marquis de Lafayette. He was kind of cool. He came to America, helped out with our revolution after. Or before, when he was younger, when he was much younger, and then kind of was all idealistic when he went back to France, and then kind of, he didn't cuck everything up, but he was like, you know, lit for a little bit, and then he kind of just like got overtaken, and as things kind of got rolling, he kind of just got past my uh, favorite history. My favorite figure from the French Revolution is Louis the Fourteenth. <laughs> I like a good villain, Jeff. But also Napoleon Bonaparte, right? I mean, that's daddy. Napo. Zaddy. Yeah, I mean, that's Zaddy the most based zaddy of all time, dude. Yeah. I mean, he came in at the end, too, and was like, nah, nah, nah. Kinging on him. So yeah. there you go. For, yeah. For a little French history lesson. Well, yeah, a little French history little, lesson from people who barely know anything little, about French history. Uh, look across the Atlantic to our friends, the French, and their interesting history full of uh, anemic pedophiles. Oh <laughs> Very fascinating culture. No, I, dude, I like the French Revolution because they were just trying to be like America. Yeah. Wouldn't be the last time. Just Because guess be what? Your flag, is, your flag is red, white, and blue too. So copycat, copycat. What do I see? Copycat, copycat. Up in a tree. So red, white, and blue. My favorite revolution, America's revolution. Way cooler than France's. Hell no yeah, no reign of, we didn't have a reign of terror. We just beat the British. Swag. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> All right, next question is from Juvie, user Juvitone on Instagram. Will the Ojai Redneck youth ever stop fucking around on the 150? No. I Honestly, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Probably. God bless him. We need him up there. <laughs> yeah, that is your place yeah. to go off, Kings. That's what highways are built for, are redneck kids in pickup trucks. Yeah. yeah. You imagine, what? You think they're for Sunday drivers? what they would be doing if they weren't doing that? Yeah, I don't know. Get out of here. Back Forget up. about it. Yeah. You should, yeah, keep, go up the 150, kind of just do Derp around, yeah, dude. dude. Do things. Don't yeah. act like you've never wanted to or haven't done anything like that. No, we great question. Yeah, uh, great, good question. But we, yeah, we, we support those redneck youth up there, you know, at the edge of the empire, keeping us safe every night. 
I light a candle for them every night. <laughs> Brothers. Before I watch Desperate Housewives. And anyways, yeah, no, God bless them, dude. Yeah, I God... don't think they're ever gonna stop. As long as they continue to be as you know somewhat safe, I don't think anyone's gonna really try to stop them either. Yeah, you keep, know, keep fucking around, do yeah. do yeah. things, do yeah. stuff. You know, fuck up yeah. your car, go yeah. home, work on it. It's better than. Uh, Hanging out at the park all day or something, yeah, you know? Which is what we did. That's what downtown kids do. Kick it at the park. After dark. <laughs> Kick it at the park after dark. It was back in 99 watching movies all the time. <laughs> Sean Kingston. Shouts out Quote, Sean shouts out Sean Kingston. Rest in peace, King. <laughs> Rest in peace, Sean Kingston. Yeah. So tragic. Yeah, so eaten alive by cannibals in the Kentucky Hill Country. That's such a bummer. Real shame. Next question. All right, next question is from Eli McDonald. What is the best V8 ever? Cubic inches and carb type. Well, Eli, when it comes to vehicles, cars, engines, motors, motorsports, it's all about the family. And <laughs> as long as you have the family, then the the real science and the numbers and all the nerd shit doesn't matter as long as you have family. Am I yeah. wrong? The Am only thing that matters is taking life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. And family. Drinking plenty of Corona. Yeah, exactly. Family. 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 So, family? family is the best type of V8. Yeah. Get a, a V8 Mustang, though? That stang? Only family I got is my family. No, yeah, I assume. Yeah, family. Anyways, family. So, there's your question. And there's your answer. Family. Yeah. All right, our next question is from friend of the show, Shane Bowen. And he asked, Can you each please tell a funny story or favorite memory about Will Looker? Ooh. <laughs> Right. I feel like this show is just becoming like a Will Looker fan yeah. podcast. Will Looker true crime twenty part analysis inside the mind of Looker. Look inside. Without discriminating him? Yeah, just like let's just do wholesome fun Will Looker memory. Shout outs Will Looker. Yeah, shout out to Will Looker. It was very quickly becoming a sort of a character in his own right <laughs> on the figure, show. Yeah. yeah. A legendary figure whose sort of presence underlines our entire existence. Which I guess he always was. In a way, Will Looker is God. Like, the times when he would yell, No, Mom. <laughs> I don't want to feed the cats. Yeah. I remember he'd always get whatever new video game came out, out and then I'd go over to his house and he would have already beaten it. And be like, no, that game's gay. <laughs> like, damn, you already beat that shit? Like, all these crazy games. Powerful man. I don't know. I remember when Will Looker and I were about 16 years old and we went, we got on a, a jet at the Camarillo airport and we flew all the way to George Soros's house in the Andes. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. We hung out with Soros, Clooney, uh, the, you know, the, all the big fish, the big rollers. We played a little blackjack, drank a little adrenochrome, danced, wore masks, um, other stuff. Um, so that was a good time. I was party at, a party at Soros's. You can't go wrong. Right. Back to Will's uh, gaming ability. I remember he like neg he like negged me one time by saying like I was like oh like I'm not very good at this or I can't do this part. He's like, you're just not good at, good at video games. I'm naturally good at video games. I'm natural good. I was like, Damn. It was, that was one of the funniest things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a or quote. like when he tried to fight Jeep over the Doritos. Well, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some murky evidence around who was responsible for that. But Jeep yeah. was like crawling around trying yeah. to sneak into a bag of Doritos. But you can't eat a bag of Doritos quietly, dude. It's impossible. Like you get, impossible. You get your hand in there and you grab a Dorito and Quill, no, yeah. Quill like, and then Michael Havelston, friend of the show, was there. Mountain State Mike. 
he like flipped over the couch and like grabbed him and I was like, whoa, man. Michael Hamilton is the ultimate guy to hold you back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone else holding me back but Mountain State Mike. They're those big burly arms. And it's not worth it, bro. Yeah, he he'll, like, he'll like hype you up a little bit yeah. too. Like, no, dude, don't do it. Yeah, you're, like, dude, you're too good. Yeah, you don't want to go back. This. It's like back where? Like people are like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, back whoa. to that, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, back to that lifestyle. But yeah, Willicker, um, a lot of good memories. Remember when he first showed up at, um, when he came to like look at Topa Topa to see if he wanted to go there, mm-hmm. and he was like swagging all hard. So awesome, dude. Yeah. So much raw ability. I mean, one of the most talented operators, like we've said. Started off with like the Halo Fest. The best for his to ever birthday. do it. Yeah, I'm having a Halo themed birthday party in like, my garage, which has actually been converted to a gaming studio. To a and gaming den. I, den- I like guess den- all you losers are invited. <laughs> my friends from Santa Barbara will be there. And we were like, damn. Yeah, like meeting Cisco and all the other homies. That shit was wild. Dude. Yeah, talented operator. I remember at that, at that specific party, I like. <laughs> He got, like, a video camera, and I think I, like, ruined his video camera that he no, just got. No, no, that was, dude, that was, like, a Christmas break. And, like, we, oh, were, yeah. like, we knocked it down and broke it, and then I broke his helicopter. <laughs> yeah, we, I did Because you handed me the controls. I'm not trying to abdicate responsibility, Will. I was definitely the singular. I brought down the Blackhawk, but I was, like, derping around with it, and I was, like, I'd never used one before. I was, like, okay, how do I land it? And no one told me. I was, like, okay, I want to land it. <laughs> How do I land it? And then no one said anything. And I was like, I guess I just take my fingers off the joysticks. And I just fell. <laughs> so oh gnarly. Just like in slow motion. We're like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I I destroyed the block. And then we went to Bonnie Lou's and had a really awkward breakfast. Because <laughs> I just like destroyed his like nice like primo Christmas gift. And we were all just sitting there as kids, just like squirming. I was like, yeah, I'll get the uh, pancakes, please. And just like Will was just staring at me. I was like, what? They're good, right? Just destroyed his and you broke the camera the night before. <laughs> I've always felt like such a dick for doing that. I know the, the Blackhawk thing weighed on my soul for like two or three years. He's gonna kill me in my sleep. Yeah, he still might, and you know, he wouldn't be wrong. Kobe, and, yeah, yeah, as long as he does it quickly. Yeah. Oh. All right, well, All right. Will, hope you're There's listening. Too many stories to tell. Most yeah, of them, yeah, too many great Will stories. Such yeah, a all of them are jail. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's all off the books. None of this ever happened. <laughs> One of the most talented operators to ever live. Yeah. Good man. Very good man. Good man, friend of the show. Tier negative one operator. Oh my god, he's yeah. Yeah, off the books. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's so off the books, he's on the books, bro. <laughs> All right, next question, right. please. Next question is from friend of the show Quinn. He asks, What are your thoughts on a vaccine mandate? This is a this is a doozy of a of a one. He said thoughts on the vaccine mandate, but there's no actual mandate has come down. Well, there is, though, right? Because Biden's using the full fulcrum of the federal government to pressure, like, employers and corporations well, they into can still, mandating vaccinations. Most, most, you know, in most situations, you can be like, it's either, you have two choices. It's either get the vaccine or submit to weekly testing. Submit. To or not week- submit, but, yeah, but that, it is submit. go to... Get weekly te- that tests is, weekly. That is a submission of your time and of your autonomy. Exactly. Yeah, but if, you know, testing is relatively easy, it takes th- under 30 minutes to get tested any pretty much anywhere you right, go. Right, but it's just like, the idea of the United States federal government using its power and influence to mandate people to do, this is my, I speak only for myself, to mandate people to do anything 
that they might not want to do as far as medical procedures is kind of sus. Yeah. And should be rejected by anyone who's read the Constitution and has, like, even an inkling of respect for the idea of, like, civil rights and, like, individual rights and, like, liberty and so on and so forth. Red meat, guns, you know, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, staunchly against any mandate coming from a government or a corporation or an employer. I think the only thing we can do is give people the relevant information and let them make the choices themselves. But you provide them with all the information they need and you do it, hopefully, our government hasn't done this, but you do it in a sort of a respectful way. You don't talk down to them. You don't belittle them. You don't have like gargoyles like Tony Fauci go on TV and lecture them for the last two years. You give people the information and you let them make their own choices because they're American citizens and they have that right. I mean, so. there kind of already is a vaccine mandate, though. Basically, is, is because it, if you will, because if you go to school, if you want to go to a public school yeah, or anything, you exactly. have to have certain vaccines. Like you have to have as, as a kid going into yeah. school, as a person, you know, going to college, you do have to like make sure you're up on certain vaccines. Obviously, it's but a they aren't vaccine, they but... aren't this type of vaccine. Well, what makes it different? Just the, the, the whole technology behind the Pfizer vaccine is comp- the J and J one is like the old school like dose. Right? But the whole fight, the mRNA shit. I mean, I don't really think that... I'm not a scientist. That's, like, way above my head, but I but don't... But neither have... is Joe Biden. It's so hard for well, us to talk about things like this because we're just civilians, dude. That's the point, though. As citizens, we shouldn't be mandated yeah. to do anything we don't want. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it's just... It's so clear and, and transparent to me. Yet again, my view... Yeah, we should have The government right. doesn't care about our health and never has. And you can smoke cigarettes every day all day you can eat whoppers till your heart explodes and they don't care but now they're pretending to care about our health and and when they've created a system that is fundamentally unhealthy and like rewards unhealthy behavior and like incentivizes it but now they're claiming to care about our health with this vaccine um i don't know i i think there's a lot of questions and for people especially my age i don't know people who grew up when i was five years old i watched the towers come down and then I watched the president lie about it. And then I watched his successor lie about it. And they lied about Iraq. And they lied about the financial crisis. And they bailed out the bankers. And then they lied about what was happening in Katrina when they basically used the military to occupy that city after a hurricane. And just lie after lie after lie from the executive branch of our government. It's made me very skeptical. And then when I turn on the television, there's like Justin Bieber and Bill Clinton in a ball pit. They're like, get your vaccine. Don't be a pussy. It's like... This is a. I probably would have already gotten it if there wasn't mandates and if they weren't telling me to get it every day. And I know I should get it, and I probably will end up having to get it. That's just the way things go. But I don't think anyone should be compelled to by the state. So that's my piece, yeah. Quinn. I think there's a. You have to find a balance between personal freedoms and collective responsibility. Absolutely, and I agree with responsibility that. Responsibility to protect your neighbors immunocompromised people because it's like my one of my cousins has had long covid and has had like a really bad time with long covid it's not just like oh you get it you're healthy and you can you know recover from it you know immediately it is like a really serious thing and it's like a you know there is something to be said for taking getting a vaccine to help protect other people in your community so obviously you know there's skepticism of the government and its rollout of a vaccine and whatever, whatever the science behind it, whatever, whatever, it's different or it's new. It's been, you know, really quick. But I also think it's like 
you know, just because you you live in, you know, America and a democracy doesn't mean you can just kind of do whatever you want. I don't know. Yeah. There are there is some responsibilities that come with living in a civil a society and living in a human being. Like I yeah. just I feel like if you're young and healthy now, one day you will be older and a little bit less healthy. And in, if it's still around and it hasn't been taken care of, that's when it will get you. You know, it's like just because we're young and might be able to get through it right now doesn't mean our older, you know, aunts and uncles, grandparents are in the same boat. So I just, you know, just being mindful of other people is certainly important, but you should absolutely be able to make your own choices as an adult being. Yeah, you know, as a citizen of, yeah, a, of mean, a free republic. And we're not. America's unique in the Western, whatever, democratic yeah. world in that we have a much higher degree of civil liberties as opposed to, like, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, as far as freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom mm-hmm. to petition the government, freedom of the press. We're far less curtailed. I think that's one advantage we have over those societies. Where we fall short is our complete and total lack of a social safety net um, and, and, and one that exists in a meaningful way. It used to, but, right, it was obviously severed largely by... Uh, Clinton actually was the guy who pulled that off finally, but um, do you have to have a right to do things? So I feel the same way I do about guns. It's like people need to be able to buy guns and arm themselves. People need to be able to exercise their freedoms. And the this sort of one-party state now, because Democrats run everything, certainly in California, but at the federal level too. It's like the same people who don't want us talking about where the virus came from and have taken an, taken an active role in suppressing the fact that our government, and this is not a tinfoil hat conspiracy, the Fauci emails prove this, our government was funding the research happening in that yeah. lab, just, was funding the same research that produced this thing that, have you noticed, no one ever talks about where the coronavirus came from anymore. And no one's talked about that for like over a year. Like, yeah. I mean, politicians, elected officials, that should be an important question, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you vaccine, anti-vaccine, we should at least want to know what it fully is and where it came from. What were they saying? A guy ate a bad soup? No, they were literally saying it was like bats and A shit. guy ate a bat. Yeah, it was, like, a guy it was, ate, it was I, like the original story was like a, it originated like in a wildlife wet market or uh-huh. whatever. A guy ate a bad batch of soup down the street from a top security virology lab. What a coinky dink. I mean, how dumb do they think we fucking are? Right. I'm not saying this is the end, the new world order nefariously like, releasing a, a pandemic, but I'm also not saying it's not a, that because it probably is. This shit's been tripping me out for a little bit too because like those things are very real and they're like good if they're taken care of the right way. Mm-hmm. But clearly something fucking happened, outbreak, and we're still dealing with it. Yeah, I think so lab, lab like, leak is kind of look at it as like you but, know like uh, anti venom establishment where you know there's fucking milking snakes like things like that are important and they're there for a reason so we can you know be on top of it but they certainly weren't yeah i mean jury's kind of out on yeah. the lab leak and if that's still you know that's a potential that it, that it was a lab leak or whatever um, but that, that is you would agree that's very important into very, this entire oh yeah, picture but it's and it's, it's perverted to be like COVID's real, COVID's real, it's this, 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 this. We need to restrict everything you do. We need to control every aspect of your life now. There's but also, like, variants. okay, at least tell me what the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, Ta- I don't even know. It could be a thing where it's, like, it's we'll never talked about. Or, yeah, we might we're never We're never going to know because, remember, immediately they were like, oh, you're racist if you say... I remember they said it was bat soup, and then they said it was racist if you said it was bat soup. 
And then they said, it's racist if you say it came from a lab. And then they said, it, like, it's clearly this is just suppression of information and, like, a need to control the narrative. And, like, oh, no, this is just a thing you have to accept as if it came from God. Well, it's not an act of God. It can't be, right? Because we know that it, there's something to do with this fucking laboratory in Wuhan, China. So, which our government was funding a lot of the research happening in there. As was yeah. the entire you know, World Health Organization, like every like major government, you know? All the big ones, all the important ones. So, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty sus. I'm not saying get the vaccine. I'm not saying don't get it. I'm saying do whatever you want. You're an American citizen and exercise your rights freely. And if you want to be the person who doesn't wear a mask in Westridge and freaks out, you have the right to be that person. I personally have been wearing a mask. I've been social distancing the whole time. I've been getting tested, doing all the bullshit. But I don't think anyone should be mandated to do so by the law. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That's where the responsibility comes into play. You know, it's like if you're taking the right steps, you're doing the right thing. But the thing is, like, kind of going back to what you're saying, if someone isn't taking the right steps and isn't being responsible and putting other people at risk, is there a penalty or, like, is there something that you, any, you know, the collective people hoping for, like, well-being for everyone can do to, like, help it just, curtail it? It, or it depends like, you know, because so many a, people haven't gotten, you know, all the other vaccines, and they're, for the most part, okay. It's just, it's weird, dude. It's a weird topic. This is honestly something that's really hard to talk about for me because it's, I don't know, it's just a hard thing. It's weird. It's sus, dude. It's sus. It's sus beyond sus. Yeah, and the yeah. idea of a vaccine passport, like show me that, your pa- show me your papers, shit, no bueno. We don't do that in America. That shit's weird. We don't do that in this country. Well, I mean, we kind of do. Where? Well, like in, undocumented immigrants, and you know the idea of. And like, that's a problem, right? No, yeah, it is. Like when Joe Arpaio and all those goons in Arizona like passed that immigration law, which in, I think it was two thousand nine, which basically was just like we can pull over Mexican people and harass them. That was un-American. That was unconstitutional. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get to pull over people and demand their papers, right? And like, or just stop people on the street and be like, control their movement. And look at what's happening in Australia. It's like when it comes to like restaurants and things like that, you've always been able to decline customers for any reason, whether it be health, yeah. safety, or, you know, just it's not. A no shirt, you, you no have, shoes, yeah, you have no every, problem. I think restaurants are the one places that should be saying like, you know, especially if it's an indoor situation. And I, I, the one thing I hate about this is the fact that you can go to a restaurant, wear your mask, and then the second you fucking sit down, you can take it off like everything is chill. Yeah. It's, and you're just yeah. sitting in a fucking room with like 50 other people fucking doing what we used to do. And it's like, I, I don't mind it. I'm honestly like, fuck, at least we can take the mask off. But it's just like, what What's the, the point? fuck is going What's on? What's the point if you wear it to get in the door, but yeah. then you take it off when you're actually in the place? It's fucking the logic. It's there. insane. It's completely made up. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like an arbitrary rule or like an arbitrary yeah. thing set in place just to have like a standard or like to have a, you know some sort of thing that the, a, yeah. a government or a, a agency can say, oh, well, we're doing something like look at the mass policy for indoor restaurants. Yeah. But then in actuality, once the ma- it's, you know, not actually doing something once the mask comes off at the table or whatever. Very sus, dude. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Larry Elder, but I'm interested to see if he does win, if he outlaws mandates 
both mask and vaccine in California on his first day, as he said he would do, that would be, I would support him in doing that. I don't but support. But then if that happens, would we see another spike in cases and, and deaths? Like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but you shouldn't be mandated to do anything by the government as far as your own personal health and well-being. Like this, for the same reason, I don't think the state of Texas and Governor Greg Abbott and the Texas state legislature has any right to stop women in Texas from going and getting an abortion. That's just pure insanity. Yeah. Like adult adult women should be able to make medical decisions for themselves and like they have and that even the women they have that, that right. Aren't necessarily adults that are put in those situations. Right, but what, have what to I'm fucking live through that. What I'm know? saying is citizens have rights to make their own medical decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So the new laws in Texas are completely unconstitutional. 100%. And they don't make any sense and they're un-American. So I would apply the same logic to a vaccine mandate. And it's interesting to see the blind spot that's occurring on both sides of that, right? All the pro-life people are telling you no mandates, no vaccines, freedom of choice, but then they obviously don't allow women the right to choose. And then it's vice versa on the other side. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm for bodily autonomy. I think every American citizen should have health care and be able to go see a doctor without going bankrupt or without having to pay anything. But I, I think you should have that there for you, but you shouldn't be made to go do it. You shouldn't be made to have any procedures if you don't want to. Encouraged, but not made. Yeah. And this is it, there's no there's no trust in our institutions or in our no one trusts the science because the science fucking said. I don't want to go on. I'm not going to go 9/11 truther. But what I'm saying is, no one trusts the science. No one trusts Fauci. No one trusts Biden. No one trusts Trump. No one trusts anyone anymore because they, all they, these people do is lie. So that's something we were talking about a little bit on the discord a while ago, like talking about, um, you know, if there was a stronger safe, you know, social safety net, if there was stronger health care and people were, you know, a stronger healthcare system where you didn't, you know, have to pay hundreds of you know thousands of dollars to get a checkup or to get a regular yeah. procedure to have if a you, guy look yeah, at you for if, 10 minutes. Yeah. If you, well, gloves. but the thing is like, if you had an gloves. actual, yeah, if you had a relationship with your doctor and were like regularly seeing a healthcare provider, yeah. then you would have more trust in an institution be like, Oh, this person has helped me, you know, or, you know, help me lose weight or cut back my cholesterol. And like, I trust this person with kind of prescribing me and helping me out with my health because they, I have a relationship with them and it's like, solid and not just something i have to put off you know it's not something right. that you put off going to a doctor because exactly. you're gonna have to spend a bunch of money if you had a relationship with your doctor and then you know it was a solid healthcare system here then you you know well, pe- less people more- would die of covid because there'd be less pre-existing conditions yeah, yeah and also the thing, people would pro- pre-existing conditions obesity diabetes yeah. like all this stuff also environmental Asthma. health factors the shit they put in the fucking Soil, the pesticides, the shit they put in your water, not nanoids, but all the chemicals they put in it, all the shit they dump in the ocean. Yeah. Like environmental health is a big factor in making our entire collective populace sickly. Like all of us grew up, I grew up, wait, doctors overprescribe antibiotics like a motherfucker. Like take some antibiotics, take some antibiotics. That wrecks your immune system. All the microplastics in our food and the fish. Fukushima? Yeah. Like, if they cared about our health, there's a million things they could do. A vaccine mandate isn't it. They don't care about your health. They are fully content with you dying on the sidewalk. That That's fine. That's good for business. They want you to comply. They want to see how much they can make you do and how long you'll fucking dance when they say dance, dance, dance. So, uh, I don't want to dance right now. Uh, I want I mean, to fucking chill out. But the thing is, like, what's the flip side? Just being like, like obviously, you know... Like, 
under I understand all those points you were making. Don't necessarily agree with all of them, but it's like, would you prefer if the government was like, oh, all right, well, this COVID thing's going on, we're not going to try to have any preventative measures to stop it, or we're not going to try to, you know, no, no, provide uh, vaccines. No, no, that's people. not what I'm saying. I mean, you offer the vaccine. It's you offer there. free testing, ideally rapid testing, because the fucking two day test doesn't really make any goddamn sense. So you offer free rapid testing, free vaccines. Ideally, every American would have free health care. I know that's the scary thing, right? But you offer all that stuff, you encourage people to get vaccinated, but you don't make them do it. You don't use your power to make them do it. Or like make them have to wear a mask. Like I feel yeah. like people going to a gym and having to wear a mask is it's one insane. of the most kooky things it's I've insane. ever seen. It's in insane. Life. I never thought, it, I, I feel like I'm living in some strange fucking movie that I've, mm-hmm. you know, ate some mushrooms and I've just never came back. You, you have to wear a mask to go to the fucking 24-hour fitness, but you can go to the SoFi Stadium to watch the Rams game unmasked with, like, however many people fit into that monstrosity yeah. on, uh, yesterday. So it's, like, it, it's becoming clear to me. I would encourage everyone to make their own decisions and talk to a medical professional because that's not none of us here. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I have a doctorate in psychology and history and also cars sports, and sports, sports and money. I have a doctorate in money. And being a chill, cool guy. Yeah, I have a doctorate in being an awesome guy who likes classic rock and cleans his car frequently. But I don't have a doctorate in uh, medical stuff. So talk to your doctor. But I would say the fundamental issue is one of just letting people make their own decisions, giving them the information, and then letting them make the decisions. Because... Trying to control everyone's behavior is un-American, and it should not be done. That's the last thing I want to say about this, and I've already said it. So, That's all the, yeah. Let hashtag me. mindset. Make your own decisions. Do your own research. Damn, we went off on that question. Cameron, your final thoughts on the vaccine mandate question? <sighs> just be safe, you guys. You know, I just hope we all get to a point where all be able to visit our family and go out to the bar. Go to concerts, go to games without all this bullshit. So, stay safe. Yeah, I guess final points are, yeah, stay safe. Make sure, you know, you're still washing your hands plenty. That's a a major thing that definitely, like, helps people not get COVID. Make sure you're being clean, washing your hands. But, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's kind of, in the past two years with COVID and stuff, everyone's had to make sacrifices and everyone's lives has changed. Um... And I think that kind of, I don't know, I understand wanting to, you know, not wanting to go down a slippery slope of control and submitting to control, but also there are some things that you have to sacrifice or do things to serve the co- collective good well-being of everyone. So that's just my two cents on it. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not saying like, you know, get your vaccine, eat your bugs, get in the pod. Like, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to live that. That sounds like a hell, hellish life, too. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, submit to Big Brother or anything, but also, like, you know. No, I you agree, have to make, I agree you, with people, Everyone makes sacrifices every day. You know, a little, I'm a little bit of here. I'm a little bit over there. Yeah. And, and next time on Tucker Carlson tonight, we will yeah. be sitting down <laughs> with uh, the lovely Miss Nicki Minaj. Wobbly, wobble, 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 All right, so you pull up to McDonald's, though. <laughs> and your homie's like, hey, you want a McFlurry? Which one do you want, Ben? I'm going to go M&M's. I love the M&M McFlurries. Yeah, this is... This is a debate. This is the Catholics versus Protestant <laughs> debate of our show. 
Ben is an Eminem McFlurry fan. Ben, tell the people why you are into sick shit like that. <laughs> I am a full-on Eminem McFlurry stan. Apologies. It'd be kind of dope. Yeah. It, honestly, it'd be cool if I had the peanut yeah, okay. million no. dollar idea. <laughs> but what I'm gonna say? Wait, about, wait, that was a million that was dollar. That's pretty idea. good. Reese's pieces. Peanut M and M McThon. Are you hearing this? <laughs> oh wait, peanut M and M McFlurry. Yeah, Whoa, that's peanut M and M McFlurry Thon. I thought I'm you telling meant. you, we take a McFlurry and put peanut M and M's in there. Chrissy, me, we're gonna make a killing Thon. <laughs> All right. I thought you meant I thought you meant like Reese's pieces, Reese's, Reese's cups, oh. <laughs> like a Reese's pieces McFlurry. That damn could be good girl, too. you got okay, damn Reese's cups. Personally, I am like a an Oreo Reese's pieces kind of guy. Yeah, like oh, I'll, get, I'll ask for both. Okay, I never it. actually I never actually finished my M and M. Okay, so love did. letter. We cut you off. So we hope we answered all your questions. Oh yeah, here we are. We're at McDonald's. Cameron already set the stage. <laughs> your homie asks you if you want to make flurry. You say, what kind? Ben, why do you say M&M? I say M&M. You sick little fuck. <laughs> because. You're fucking nasty. You dirty little whore. You fucking like that? You like those M&Ms? That fucking hard little candy? They make the fucking McFlurry all different colors? You fucking little bitch. That's why I like it, though. Because you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like it. Because you you put the M&Ms in, and it's like the softness, the coldness of the of the McFlurry. Cut. The M&Ms are just like all crunchy and like no. yummy. It's like no, a little like, crunch, like, hard crunch, hard chocolate crunch. They're like... <laughs> They're like pebbles, bro. That's like, kind of good, though. It's kind of fire. They're a little crunchy. Those literal, like, chocolate rocks, though? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of crunchy. You I would this... probably rather have those. <laughs> the M&M. And then also, you get a little, you know, you, the when you stir it up with the M&M it's color. It's all rainbow. Yeah, it's all, all right. rainbow. It's Pride. fun. Pride vibes. Yeah. Pride okay. vibes. All right. It's fun, I dude. I can fuck with that. It tastes, those M&Ms taste like the like aquarium rocks. <laughs> and they just dump them in it. And they ruin, because the McFlurry, that ice cream has a consistency that's unparalleled. It's strange. It's delicious. I love a good McFlurry. But I, the only McFlurry choice is the Oreo McFlurry. It's the only choice. Well, it's not the choice I make. Well, I make, yeah. I take yeah, the M&M. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah the get M&Ms. your vaccine, dude. <laughs> you need to get Oreo, people, because I, I, you should be allowed to order M&M. Sure. You should, <laughs> also, you should also be allowed to drink and drive, in my worldview. So, no, I'm just kidding. J-K-L-O-L-Z. Don't do it. Seriously. Um, Oreo McFlurry. So good. It's cookies. It's cream in cream. It's cookies and cream inside of cream. It's everything. It's what people think of when they think of McFlurry. It's synonymous with McFlurry. Oreo McFlurry. That's what you think of. I think of M&M's, to be honest. Summer night. Maybe I'm just yeah, a creature yeah, of habit. Yeah, I've just, oh, just gotten the just M&M's a, forever, and I just have never decided to switch it up. But I'd like it. I'm going to stick with the it. The Oreo McFlurry is so delicious. Be you, King. Be you. Yeah, be you. I, I, you know, Be a freak, but patriotic god-fearing americans get the oreo mcflurry wow it's delicious is it not the best item that mcdonald's has as far as desserts this could take us into another debate that what's already been kind of talked about what's that cameron please uh, illuminate us lean in the, a little bit the sausage egg mcmuffin dude is it the vibe over starbucks or what oh i think mcdonald's food over starbucks food yeah starbucks i go to for the vibe yeah. Until I want to feel a little, a little free Wi-Fi. I want to feel. Bathroom, I, know, I want to. I want to go to the drive-thru feel a little special. the CD selection. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Bob Dylan's it? greatest hits. Some John Mayer. Yeah. Ooh, John Mayer does Bob Dylan. <laughs> nice. No. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I've had the thing is, I've had a few Starbucks sandwiches, and they, you know, sometimes when they're fresh out of the fucking microwave or whatever, 
and they can be really good sometimes, but most of the time they're really not. No, nah, Mc, McDonald's is the king McDonald's, of breakfast sandwiches. Solid. Yeah, yeah, they're king of breakfast. The McGriddle when they put syrup in the bun. So awesome. And that's that's what America means to me. <laughs> you know, syrup in the bun. Think about that. I remember when the McGriddle came out. That was oh my god, that was legendary. Like, it was like, damn, they actually did it. <laughs> the absolute madman. My men. god, they've done it. Yeah, that was. Next that means level. they had to invent. I mean, I assume they just have syringes and they just juice up the bun. Yeah, I thought that it was like the whole thing was like it was like a French French toast breakfast sandwich. Like no, the McGriddle there's was syrup to be... inside of the buns. It's just it's, syrup. It's a McDonald's buns. bun. Yeah. It's, it's like an Egg McMuffin, but with syrup. No, it's a completely different bun. In the it's bun. It's a totally different... Well, of course it's different. There's syrup inside of it. No, but it's not the same bun base. It's not the same sausage. No, it's not, I know it's, it's not, not the same, not the same egg, size. You know, the the same, schematics uh, are different. Muffin. It's not the same English muffin bun with syrup in it. It's what a totally I'm, different What I'm mixture. saying is, of course, but the schematics are different, but it's, it's a bun that they take, and in my mind, they take a big syringe full of syrup and inject it in there. Like what Barry Bonds used to do with his <laughs> arms. And they inject it with syrup and then they put the thing together. Shout out to Barry Bonds. Go Dodgers though, I guess, right? Yeah, we're Dodgers fans. I mean I'm not, personally, but more of like an Albert Pujols fan, so I mean but go, yeah, I'm a Dodger fan. Anaheim Angels, greatest team in the history of in um of the world. Matra Fuck the Yankees. Fuck them blue them blue cooks cross town. This is Angels country. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, get an Oreo McFlurry and a sausage McMuffin at the same time. True Sigma. Call that a Sam Bean. Yeah, that's a Sam Bean. That's a Sam Bean meal. The Sam meal. Oh, dude, yeah. Saweetie got that one. Is... BTS got one, and now the your Sam favorite is yeah, the, the 805 and Revolt meal. The and Revolt meal is a Oreo McFlurry, a sausage McGriddle, and a large fry. Hash brown, dude. Large fry. Yeah, brown. yeah. Hash brown is more pure potato mindset. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna need to go get some McDonald's fries when we're done here because yeah. I want to eat that little fucking. Oh, the hash browns are so good too. This is just a McDonald's fan fan podcast now. I support McDonald's absolutely. They've never done anything. They talk about health. That's health. (laughs) That's health food. Um. Yet again, you should be able to buy this stuff as well. Anyways, go on. Uh, What's What's next on our agenda, Mr. Cohen? See, I'm just soaking wet. It's three thirty-eight or something like that in the morning. I'm just trying to keep up with you. You're incredible. You inspire me. Please keep posting. Hey, it's me, Mark McGrath. (laughs) I forgot to mention, the Sigma pill does have a few little side effects. Now, this is mostly just a technicality, so you might want to go ahead and tune out, but I'm legally required to read this. (laughs) They won't let me leave the hotel room if I don't, so let me just get the uh, thing out. All right, side effects of the Sigma pill may include but are not limited to diarrhea, vomiting, loss of blood, loss of vision, loss of hearing, loss of taste. Oh, that's kind of weird. Also, you may experience suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts, gay thoughts, straight thoughts. You may want to fuck your dog. Oh, that's mindset. You also should not drive a vehicle or operate machinery when taking the Sigma pill unless you want to... Oh, uh... Yeah, so also, uh, if you're taking the Sigma pill, you should not be around children or firearms. Okay. Also, the Sigma pill is not permitted on international flights and is banned in the European Union. So, don't take it to Europe where Sugar Ray is having a concert in 2022. Uh, Date's coming soon, I swear. So, make sure 
to take the Sigma pill, but also side effects. You have been warned. We are no longer liable if any harm comes to you, your family, or your friends. And uh, it says here that um, do your own research. Thank you. Good night. All right, next on the docket, we have some breaking news straight off your Instagram timeline. I've probably seen it like 30 different times on people's stories. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or the notorious AOC, um, she's made headlines by wearing a by showing up to the Met Gala wearing a white dress with the words "Tax the Rich" on the back and red letters on the back of the dress. Yeah, stylistically um, written. Yeah, like rock and roll Scorpions album cover font, in a at the Met Gala. Yeah, which is like big time fashion event. One this the, is like year every year, right? Yeah, it's like basically one of the biggest events in New York. Culture, to, fashion, yeah, they're all artists, colliding in the Vogue. filmmakers, yeah, politicians. Now, who everyone's are just everyone's who's a who's who from TikTokers to. New Adrian York, Brody. Yeah, to Adrian Brody and New York politicians showed up. Everyone from Adrian Brody to Little Nas X to Pope Francis, George Soros. All of them are there. Yeah, Steve Rubbing Seagal. elbows. Yeah. All the people who make the world go round. Exactly. But yeah, so AOC showed up uh, wearing this dress and immediately it kind of... It's more of a gown, right? Yeah, it's a it's gown. It's a flowy gown. Yeah, it's, it's one a- of those things where you have to have someone help you walk around in it. Yeah, it's like it's like you're wearing an art piece. Oh yeah, totally. It's because a lot of the, this is like where people dress in like absurd costumes. There's a theme every year, so right. you kind of have to give your take on the theme. So the theme this year, 2021's theme was America, a lexicon of fashion. So I think a lot of people oh like God, interpreted That's that so as like horrible. you know wearing an uh you know clothing and garments made by American designers or you know, paying some homage to American iconography or whatever. But yeah, so AOC totally kind of stole the show and broke the internet with this, uh, tax the rich ball gown at one of the most opulent, absurdly like high class Madison Avenue, like big baller events in the world. Yeah. And in the history of like Western civilization, this is like, this is like as gaudy as it's ever been. Historically, like the Met Gala, like yeah. New York's elite, like the most powerful, wealthiest people on planet Earth. Totally. I mean, you and you and I were talking a little bit about this off air, but we both like immediately agreed that yeah. this is like no, it's a complete two zero operation. A, yeah, AOC, you know, hit it out of the park with this. This is an incredible op of the year. Oh, op of the year candidate. Yeah. yeah, this is like an incredible tier zero psychological mind this is like this is a mind bender because it gets. I mean, it's this it's, is Cobra Command like level tier zero operation she's one of the most if not the most talented tier zero operator of our time 100 percent. i like, think it's so like mindset it's yeah it's a mindset because it's like tax the rich whoever yeah. sees it right or left or whatever your political leading on it's gonna like get a reaction this, or a rise this out is of you. like raising more blood pressure than two sausage mcgriddles a pot of folgers coffee and rush limbaugh in the morning Stuck in traffic on the 405. Yeah. Like, this is raising everyone's... This Our, our collective America's blood pressure skyrocketed <laughs> because it's like everyone who's seen this, it's like a mood ring, dude. <laughs> it's like you can't see this and not get emotional. Yeah. Like, this is one of the most brilliant operations because... She's way too smart and way too savvy of a politician to not know that this is going to piss everyone off. That That's, of course, by design. Yeah. To not see, like, the blinding hypocrisy. Like, there's no way she didn't... Of course she knew that. 
That's the play. That's the, that's the middle finger to all of you, to everyone who supports her, to be like, you're fucking losers. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make you defend this online. I'm going to make <laughs> you defend the indefensible for me online. And then for all the right wing or whatever, like the, the conservative media apparatus, it's like, it's like, can't, it's like, they you know, can't not yeah, it's go like, for this. It's like, like a juicy steak for them to just be like, yes, like we can run so many like different news bits and like right. something about it. But like, that's just her like cementing her place as like the star of Fox News. Yeah. And she knows that. Yeah. She she's loves like, Fox, that. she's like the heel of Fox News. She is the Vince McMahon of Fox <laughs> News. Like she's the big bad who's behind everything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's like how, you know... Oh, dude, her, the takes on this are, like, so yeah, and like, beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And it's, like, already getting memed. Like, I saw someone, like, like cover up the, the white, you know, the, the red letters and, yeah. like, wrote something else in red on the back of her dress. And it's just yeah. like... Oh, no, it's, it's a walking... She's a walking meme in I this I feel like picture. this is, like, her version of, like, the Bernie sitting at the election with his legs crossed and his mittens. Even though that was a little less... That moment for Bernie was, like, a little less staged, but immediately became, well, like... Well, this is a, gonna become... This is, like... This is truly iconic. Yeah. Not in the sense of, like, Yas, you're an icon girl... But in the sense of like, this is like, this is it. Well, I'm sure, some, what I'm sure some people will feel that way. Though. Of course, of course. I've already seen that. Like, yeah. Yas, queen. Yeah. But this is what you get. This is your socialist is like the fucking walking the red carpet with like captains of industry and like the worst people alive, like, like hanging out with them at an event where the event is secondary to the red carpet. So what yeah. the 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 actual event is you just being you yeah, and being and rich and being powerful and, yeah. and being good looking and like is you being a god. The event isn't the actual gala. No, no one knows what the fuck they do. It's like eyes wide shut, dude. This is like so perverted. I this, mean, like at the like you know at the so heart gross, of the dude. at the heart of the thing and like the heart of this stunt, it basically like turns what could be like a subversive act of resistance or rebellion it totally defangs it and becomes like participant in the yeah. total like spectacle attention economy and like commodification of you know anti-capitalist thought or ideas and it just becomes like a participant in the system and totally you know i'm sure the people that were attending this event are, yes. you know, are like yeah sure cool like tax this, the rich it, dude adrian yeah, brody like, probably came up and was like Hey, this is really powerful. I'm Adrian Brody from King Kong. They're yeah, like, I mean, oh my god, that's Adrian Brody from King Kong. Do you guys remember the movie King Kong with Jack Black and Adrian Brody? Yeah, I mean, it just yeah. becomes like a totally like, uh, like toothless defanging of the actual yeah, thought or it's statement. It's Mussolini and the Tiger. It's it's yeah. you're dancing with a completely empty threat. And it's like the the people that she's so called like theoretically criticizing or coming after, they're fine with that message because it is just becoming you know just be a part of she's participating. Tax the rich. Yeah. It's just like an empty it's slogan. Just a statement. Tax the rich. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I so guess. It's just like, like yeah, yeah it's, this is really powerful. Yeah, you know, it's like, not like I disagree with that statement in general. Like, it's not like I'm mad at her saying not. that. But it's like she's not saying it though. Yeah. This is she's just another it. another case of counterculture being absorbed and folded into culture, and it just becomes part of the show. It's yeah. just another. It's like why fucking surfing and skating on every Jeep Grand Cherokee commercial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
It's like why rich people like spend all this money trying to look like they're fucking steel steel mill workers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the desired aesthetic of the wealthy is now to look like they work in a coal factory in the 1930s. It's like none of it makes any sense. This this is though like tier zero operation yeah, par excellence. Bravo. One of the best tier zero operations. One of the best to ever do it, maybe. Yeah, she's she's going for the top spot. <laughs> Obviously, Trump is still holding down <laughs> tier zero operator in chief, but this is, I mean, this is beautiful operation. Yeah. Like this is this is that one in a million. Like you know, this is the JFK magic bullet of tier zero operations. <laughs> like you know, yeah, this is um, her generation's nine eleven. So yeah. So, thank God, AOC. Yeah, thanks, we see you, Queen. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being thank, a real thanks one. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> All right, let's uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, um, Ben. Well, I would just say thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Eight Hundred Five and Revolt podcast. We appreciate your support. Make sure you freaking join the Discord. There's a lot going on. We're slowly but surely building a community, building a discussion board, talking about things that we may or may not bring to the show later on. So it's a good way to get involved and, yeah, hang out with some cool people online. So just message our page if you're interested in joining uh, the team. Yeah. All right. On the Discord. Not actually joining. Thank you for listening. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that bell. All yeah. right, you know, smash, smash the like smash, button, dude. Show us some love online. You know, tell your friends, tell your family, um, whatever it is. You know, uh, we are recording this segment right here uh, a day after we actually had to pause our the episode um, because my dog died. This is uh, I just want to say at the end here. Uh, rest in peace, Reggie Bean. Great dog. Had him for two years. I mean, he was my brother's dog, but I lived with my brother and him. And um, he was part of. He became part of the family. Part of the family. Part of our situation. Uh, we were in the middle of recording, and he got hit by a car. Um, and then we got the word, and we we ran. I ran over here, and he was already dead when I got here. Um. Totally insane mishap. One of those weird things where no one's at fault. Um. He just got out, which is like something that never really happened, but he somehow got out and got hit by a vehicle. Um, so just, you know, really fucked up. I had just taken him for a walk and um, loved that little guy. So I guess the message would be for my final thought is if you have a furry friend in your life that you spend time with, uh, make sure you cherish every moment because I was just hanging out with him right before a few hours before went over to go record the episode so um yeah just um to told your furry friends close tonight you know enjoy enjoy every moment because you never know when it's gonna end so yeah i'll echo that rest in peace to a great dog reggie nicest dog he was the sweetest sweetest boy and super well behaved yeah. and he, he wasn't like he didn't like break out and just like rampage around the neighborhood. He was trying to cross the street to go hang out with uh, Cameron's dog, Maisie. And they were really good friends. And, and sometimes she would get out and come over here and he would get out and go over there. Um, you know, because it's like a small neighborhood. There's always stuff going on like this. It's like a chill neighbor, you know, that's like the kind of thing that happens in the world. It's just like a freak accident. Some guy was coming down the street in a big truck and didn't see him, I guess. 
Yeah, it's it's. Um, don't really know how it happened. I wasn't here. Didn't have to see it. My brother got you know had to see it, and I don't even know what that must have been like because Hidden was the one who res. I mean, Reggie was the runt of a thirteen dog litter and was just like this sweet little small dog we've had since he was like burrito sized and uh, healthy dog. You know, I mean, yeah. come on, he's like he like the a, nicest shiniest unit. coat. Yeah, he was jacked, bro. Yeah, he's a big boy. He was but jacked. he was lean though. He wasn't. Yeah, no, he, he was fast and and everything. Yeah, like lively. And, yeah, super well behaved. I one of the, my favorite things about Reggie, on top of him being like such a sweet dog and everything, but one of my favorite things is like hanging out in your backyard, Sam. You also have some chickens just kind of roaming around the backyard. Yeah, and it's like it was mind blowing because you'd be like throwing the ball or whatever for Reggie to be playing fetch, and he would like run around the chickens. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even fuck with the chickens. Didn't even he, like he just coexist didn't even with them. Just vibe with them. Notice that. It was just like he literally was just the biggest sweetheart. Yeah, of a of a dude. So Pure it's a huge huge loss. We're gonna really miss him, and and yeah, it's just kind of senseless. And in the moment, you don't really think that it's happening or real, and it kind of can take a minute to to hit. So you know, we're we're keeping him in our thoughts. We're keeping you and Hayden because obviously it can be really hard to lose a, a you know a family member like that. Really, a furry family member. So yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, big shout outs to Reggie. May he rest in peace. Yeah, and rest may, in peace. You know. He's at the in the hands of Saint Francis and the angels now, so may they deliver him to fucking eternal rest. Um, all right, well I'm signing off. Sam Bean uh, here with Ben Cohen in my kitchen. Uh, this is a took us two days to record this one, but it's all wrapped up and ready to be listened to. So God bless you for listening. Like, subscribe. Uh, you know, go keto. You know. And may the glory of the Albanian people never die. And may the double-headed eagle rise from the Balkans and shadow the world in its wings. Uh, God bless and good night. I'm going to second all that. It's been the 805 and World Podcast. Later. <laughs>